welcome to the show. My name is Rick Leaf, and as you know, I'm the host of The Entertaining World of Wine, which is the name of this podcast, as well as the name of the production company that produces special events and story-based media for social marketing campaigns for different partners we have in the Canadian wine industry. So basically, this podcast is an opportunity to share some of the stories, ideas, and inspirations behind the best events and practices And the media that I've been involved with and from time to time to have guests into the studio to share their experiences. Want this to be a practical resource for winemakers, winery owners, operators, marketing people, salespeople. So, thanks for listening. Let's pop the cork on this show and get started here. So, how you doing? Hope you're doing good. Uh... I am going to jump right into it, but I wanted to start with a story because I know you guys work hard. Everybody works hard. And uh, if you're listening, maybe you got this on, maybe you're pruning. I picture somebody out there right now, you're pruning. (laughs) Or you're you're bottling, or you're doing something. And uh, you just want to have a little something to like take your mind off of it for a few seconds. So over the years I've done, I've worked in almost every aspect of event event production and management and planning. Uh, and when I started off, it was, you know, on, on big rock shows for like Aerosmith, Metallica, Brian Adams. Uh, actually, I worked with Mariah Carey for a while. Uh, but one of the most, uh, one of the craziest ones was WWE working for the wrestling uh, thing. And so it was one of my very first jobs. Okay, so this story happened on my very, very first uh, day at work. I was, uh, I showed up for the load in, it's about 18 semi trucks, we're moving into the stadium and you're setting up everything, the staging and all of the rings and all of the backstage and everything else. And, uh, at one point I needed to go to the washroom. So I like, I go down these stairs and I'm walking through this area and it was like, like a cosmetic factory. There was like all of maybe 20 of these, uh, um, what the hell? The word escapes me here. Like the makeup uh, chairs, and with all the bright lights and all of these people ready to go, and you got all these tanned uh, and fake tanned men and women, bronze. They're all walking around in their little like thongs and everything as they're getting ready for the for the show. And I'm walking down this tunnel on my way to the, find the washroom, and I pass Vince McMahon and this, like, big wrestler. And they got their pieces of the paper in front of them. They're, they're standing, talking to each other. And so the big guy's saying, Oh, he says, you know, I'm, like, a man. I'm going to, like, tell him this. And, and Vince McMahon's like, No, man. Like, you've gone through all of this. Now this is your moment of redemption, and you're coming back. This is what you're saying. He's like, Okay, okay, again, okay. Like, do it again. And so they're just running through their lines, and I'm just like, as I walk by, I'm thinking, Man, this is real theater. Like, unabashedly, real theater, and, and it was this fascinating event. But anyways, you get a whole thing show, set up, and if you don't get your show call, you know, you do your load-in, and you, you come back eight hours later for load-out. So I'm coming back about 10 o'clock at night, and this is going to be the load-out, the tear-down, load-out, whatever, and we're going to be there till 2 or 3 in the morning or whatever it is. 
So I walk into the stadium and the show's just ending. There's some big wrestler dude holding the belt above his head and he's yelling unintelligibly and everybody's cheering their heads off and screaming and freaking out. And I walk down to the to the crew and my crew boss says, Okay, Rick, you're you're on the crew for tearing down the ring. So as soon as the house lights come back up, just get right out there. We're just gonna drop the whole ring and blah 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 and this and that and the other thing, and then we'll move over there and we'll do this. And because I'd never done this before, I brought this little backpack with me. <laughs> like I was like a little kid going to school or something. So I had like water and snacks and a lunch or whatever because I didn't want to be like at one or two in the morning really hungry. And, but I didn't know where to put it because there's people. There's 20,000 people there and there's people everywhere in the backstage. So I'm just wearing my little backpack, right? And so the house lights come up, everybody leaves, you know, all the, everybody's heading for the exits and, and I'm like, I'm just going to run purposely, just energetically get up in the ring and start doing my job. And so I get, I run and I jump in the air to put my foot up on the, the decking and just grab the rope and just get right in there. And as I'm jumping in the air, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just going to grab the middle rope, right? And then my brain goes, nah, nah, like, just grab the top rope, go for it. And then as I'm, you know, this is all in a split second, then my brain's like, no, nah, I don't know if we have enough uh, momentum to get up to the top rope. We should go back to the middle rope. And by that point, all that happens is that I reach right in between the top and the middle rope. Uh, the, and I, and I don't get either of them. And so I've run and I've leapt energetically like I'm, you know, some kind of an athletic individual. And I, my foot lands on the deck, but because of that stupid backpack and the lunch and the, the water bottles and everything, I, I hang kind of in the air. I just don't have quite the momentum to carry me up onto the decking. And I just hang there in that pregnant pause for just a second until I slowly start to tip over backwards like a little turtle. And I land on my on my back with my little feet and arms flailing and kicking in the air in front of like 20,000 people. Like out of all of those people, I know some of them were heading to the exits, but I know thousands of people saw me do that. And because I realize how ridiculous that must have looked. I, I start giggling because when I get nervous, I giggle. So now I'm giggling and wiggling and kicking in the air. And it's like, and then the, the security guys think I'm just some drunken idiot, some buffoon who's trying to get up in the ring and like live out some wrestling fantasy. So they move in in a very purposeful manner to like do me bodily harm and just like throw me into the parking lot and thank god the the crew boss said no that idiot's with us just leave him alone and rick what the hell you know so anyways events man there's a lot to learn about events even if you're working on wrestling so there that that has nothing to do with today's subject matter that was just purely for your entertainment um we are going to talk about events though so let's get into it here shall we If your winery is putting on an event this year, obviously you need to be trying. One of the things you need to be doing at every event is collecting emails. You want to be collecting addresses and contact information for your clients and your customers to build your newsletter list, to build your list for online sales and everything else. So I want to tell you two very different stories from two events that happened one right after each other, very different approaches on our part, and how it paid off very differently. So 
I don't know if you use a program like MailChimp. I use that. It's I think it's really great. The backend services from you know being able to study the analytics, click through rates, be able to A B different uh, subject titles to see which is going to open, uh, gets a higher opening rate, click through rate. Great service. If you don't already use something like MailChimp, I highly recommend that you do. But um, this is just in the in the email address capturing uh, and two approaches that we took. So first event it was a private event. Maybe about 40 or 50 people came. And right inside the front door, we had this great little kind of desk with all of the information and there was some cool stuff and everybody's coming right through the door and here it was right there and we bought this really nice guest book and we made a couple mentions so it's sitting open right there, pens are right there, a couple times throughout the night. We make the mention from the microphone at the front, hey, as you're coming or going at some point in the night or before you leave, love it if you'd uh, leave a comment and, and put your, ad- your email address there in the book so that we can get in touch with you and let you know about future events. I'm going to say we got less than 5% capture rate that night of email addresses. Super low. It, w- it couldn't have been more conveniently placed right there where they were coming in, right where, you know, everybody was leaving their, their jackets, right, I mean, there was, there was no more high traffic, there wasn't a more higher traffic area that we could have put the book in, but by leaving it there in sort of a passive way, even though it was prominently displayed and brought to the attention of everybody and everyone was encouraged multiple times throughout the night to leave their email address, maybe, maybe got like 5% of the people at the event actually put their uh, email addresses down. So, fail. That was a fail. The very next night, we're at a completely different venue, hosting another wine event, uh, and there was a performance part of it. And during the performance, we took the same book, and, and this is where it really worked good. It was one of those coil books Um, so instead of it being like, you know, a hard spine where it always wants to like, you know, flop closed or you're kind of prying at the spine to make it flat enough to write on a page. This was a coil book with the hard, um, front and back. So it was, uh, we were able to pass it around to the crowd. So right in the middle of the show, while everybody's just sitting there sipping away, we said, Hey, we're just going to start the book over here. Feel free to write something in it and pass it on to the person beside you. The actual coil book itself was rigid enough that it kind of worked as a surface to be able to write on. It was totally solid. It was able to open up and and the back was able to kind of curl or the front, I guess, was able Whoops. The front was able to curl around. Um, so anyways, it was able to sit very comfortably in people's laps. They had this pen. They didn't have to leave the moment. They could just stay there. Uh... I think we got about 90% capture of the amount of people that were there. Uh, actually, they were able to write a note. They wrote really nice notes. They were Some people just you know maybe signed their name and their email address. Other people took the time to leave a great 
a little message, an encouraging message, or whatever they learned about the wines that night, uh, the wines that they enjoyed the best, what they liked about... I mean, there was actually all sorts of feedback that we were able to get from them, not just their email addresses. So, you know, you take the passive route of just saying, hey... There it is, prominently displayed, hopefully on your way by. Remember to like give your email address. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. We just like, there's too many things. But you make it part of the event. You make it part and, and of, of what people are doing. So that now, leaving their comment and then passing it on to the next person, it's actually part of the community experience not only was it an opportunity for the clients and the customers to give some feedback, I mean, it allowed them an opportunity to use their voice to express just appreciation, joy, thanks, uh, enthusiasm, whatever emotion and feeling that they had. So I highly recommend that. Take a very... Um, uh, not intelligent isn't the word, but a very and it's systematic isn't what I'm looking for either. But it's intentional. Take a very intentional approach to getting uh, email addresses from your clients. You could use thank you cards. You could use postcards. You could use, uh, but uh, having a book is great because obviously it's going to keep those addresses together for you. Uh, in one place, you're gonna. All you have to do then is data entry the next day. Make sure that somebody puts that in, and of course, after an event, the the quicker that you can follow up with something, uh, just to connect on that emotional level while the feelings and the the great vibes are still lingering in the person's mind. Great to just strike right then, have that email come through and say, thanks for signing up for this. And you know, we're not going to like be spamming you or anything else, but we're going to be having a, a great opportunity to build this relationship and whatever. Basically, that's it. That's what I wanted to say about that. The other thing that I have found and we use this a lot and offer this to, well, we offer it to anybody. Um, are you familiar with photo booth? So, you know, we used to see them in the airports all the time. So those little physical booths that you would go in and chuck your loony in and sit there and the camera would go off four times. So I don't know if you've been to a wedding or if you've been to any kind of event that has these photo booths, but they're now they're just like the camera set up with the light uh, umbrella. Usually there's a nice backdrop right behind you. Most really good photo booths. We, uh, and I have a company that I work with exclusively because of their high attention to detail and quality. But uh, usually there's some props, some hats, some wigs, some different things that people can play around with. And people are like, okay, photo booth. I don't know what that has to do with wine. I don't know what it has to do with. And how much is it? It sounds like a lot of money. And it's just another thing that's just going to sit over there. Okay, so here's the one I'll tell you about what we've learned about photo booth. So photo booth, very practically. It, once it's set up, you a person is able to just go over there you hit the little green button and it counts down five four three two one takes a picture does that three or four times people are able to see on the computer screen right there takes the shot they see themselves counts down three two one takes another shot takes another shot takes another shot as soon as it's done it immediately prints off two copies okay so you have 
a strip just like from the airport or wherever you've seen these things. Four little frames prints off right there. And it cuts it in two and everything. So there's two copies. So your customers, your clients, they're having they're at your event, they're at your winery, and they are having the time of their life. They're having a great time, and they're able to go over here with a glass of your wine. Maybe there's a few bottles of your wine. They grab some friends from their table. They're smiling and they're laughing. Maybe they're acting a bit goofy. They're cheersing each other. They're holding up your product. They're having a great time, and they're, they're printing off these photos. They're capturing the moment that they're having with you. They're having the great moment and they're able to capture that. And what those little strips are, they're not just a waste of time. They are tangible, branded marketing material that puts the client and the customer right at the heart and soul of the story. And the story is the incredible time they had at your winery. The credible time they had drinking your wine and enjoying the event that you produced. Man, this is better than brochures and coupons and pamphlets and whatever else. We all know how expensive, you know, direct print costs are for direct-to-consumer marketing material like this. You can have these branded so that we can put your logo right on the bottom or the name of your winery right on the bottom of each strip. But picture this. You take the person, they're having a great time, they're in a group of people, they're taking these strips and they're going to take them home. When we watch people go away from these things, they don't just have like one picture, one strip. People are walking out with like 10 or 20 different strips that they've taken with these groups of people. And they're going to put those on their fridge. They put those at their workspace. They put them in their wallet. They're shared. So their friends, their family, people are coming around going, Oh my God, this looks hilarious. What is this? Oh, that was when we were at blah, blah, blah winery at this blah, blah, blah event. That was, oh, unbelievable. It's incredible. And next time, next month, there's going to be another one and you should come. It's the story. It captures the story and the moment and the memory and it's personal. And the people are connected to your product and service in a way that they want to share. And that's ultimately why I think uh, this photo booth can be worth its weight in gold. So if we're sitting down to talk about the budget for an event, now maybe every single event you don't want and don't need this, but um, for some events, you might want to consider it. Now, photo booths can run 800 and up dollars per event that's going to be everything set up that's going to be unlimited photos here's the other thing that happens you're printing off two it splits them in half right so you the person's going to take their strip home but there's this other one so we've gotten into the habit of saying hey if you'd like right on the back of one of the other strip some encouraging note, something that you loved about tonight, that you loved about the wine, that you loved about the event, and drop it in this hat over here to encourage our hosts. So now, you have uh, your customers, your clients, who are basically producing marketing material for you. That's really how you need to look at this eight, $900 or whatever the photo booth uh, costs per that event. 
because typically, even if there's 50 to 100 people, we're going to run anywhere from three to 500 pictures will be taken in the night. They're going to take strips home. There's going to be strips left for you as the host, the event host, that's got encouraging little personal notes. You might want to be able to use that. In addition to that, all of the photos are uploaded online. They're edited and uploaded online. So now you have hundreds of photos of your customers and your clients having a great time holding up your wine, holding up glasses of your wine, drinking your wine, having a great time. You, of course, are going to be a very judicious uh, winery owner. You know, people start drinking. Some people drink a bit too much. They start doing things on camera, making faces or gestures with certain fingers or doing whatever. You protect that. You don't use anything that's going to embarrass or in any way be a, a negative thing for people. But what this does is all of these photos are then uploaded online. You're able to use them, and you should, in the next few days online, in your own promotional things, on your own social media sites, on your own website. But in the social media capacity, you're able to then start tagging people you're able to start involving them and saying, hey, looks like you had a great time. This was awesome. Tag yourself. Come to our website. You know, we're telling people all night long, hey, these things are going to go up on the event page, on the, <clears throat> the Facebook page for your winery. Stop in tomorrow. Tag yourself. People start interacting, making little comments, laughing back and forth. It becomes this dynamic media, multimedia that we're producing that, you know, as we always say, we want to provide, we want to produce an event that people want to talk about, and then we want to give them exciting and fun ways to talk about it. So, um, really, that's it. The, the point today of, of today's show is those, just those two things, very practical approaches to getting email addresses for your newsletter lists, for your online sales clubs, you need to take a very intentional approach. That very personal way of being able to put a tangible guest book in somebody's hand in the middle, make it part of the show, make it part of, you know, we always separate things. Man, nobody should be surprised when a business or a company is putting on an event and you're coming to that, that there is a a business component to why you're doing that. It's it's not like you have to be uh, embarrassed about it. It's just like, thanks for coming. It's great you're here. We want to be able to keep in touch with you, uh, obviously. So here's a way to do that. Leave a little note. Leave your email address. Same thing. When you're like, you're... <clears throat> oh, that was the other thing I just wanted to add. I just saw that I had left this little note here uh, about the photo booth stuff. I've talked to many, many people, and here's it's just a simple encouragement to you. I know on the night of the event, it, it doesn't matter if you're doing one event a month, whether you're doing them many events in the week, but whatever you're going to do this, this season, I know that you're going to be doing a number of events. And let's face it, things go crazy. It's just like those wrestlers, you know, they're all down there in their underwear, getting their makeup done and running over their scripts and who they're going to like beat the crap out of and who they're going to redeem and who's going to be like the villain and whatever. Um, events are crazy. 
You're just running around and you're setting stuff up and there's every kind of detail in the world. Don't make the mistake of losing the opportunity to be part of the story that your customers and clients are having. And what I mean by that, let's say there's only, you have a staff, small staff, maybe there's just three of you, two, three, four of you, five of you, I don't know, whatever it is. Make a point, take a shift, 15 minutes at a time or whatever's going to work for you where you're available to hang around that little photo booth area so that when your customers or clients are there, jump in on the picture, grab them. If there's anybody of note, if there's anybody, you got the mayor, a council person, a business person, anybody else, maybe clients or customers who are, who are your best customers and clients who buy wine from you all the time, jump into a picture with them. Make yourself available to be part of that story so that when they're showing their friends and their family these photos and you're able to tag them, you're part of the story. You're not just always running in the back, pouring wine and cutting cheese and, you know, cleaning it up. There's lots of time for that. Make an opportunity for yourself to kind of float around, to be part of the, the story. Um, make yourself available because that's what's going to last. That's what's going to last. You know what? Story, story, story. When we, when we, it's kind of the mantra. You don't need to have a huge budget to have a great story. Think about it. Think about a, a movie that you've ever watched, and sometimes you're just like, oh my God, I'm never going to get that hour and a half back out of my life. I mean, it was just explosions and car chases and epic scenery, and there's this more tight latex and leather than you've ever seen, and you're just like, but that was just a crap movie. And it was crap because there was no story. You didn't care about the characters. You didn't care what happened to anybody. You've seen these kind of movies. So have I. And you think, oh man, I'm never going to get that time back in my life. What a waste. That's a great example of having a huge budget and not having a story. And then think about it. Just think about some simple little thing. Some video that you watched and shared on Facebook because it made you giggle. And it was probably taken with a... a a phone, and it was uploaded in less than a minute. But you connected with it, not because of the production values, not because of the lighting, not because of the editing, because it was a funny little story, or it was an inspiring little story, or it was a story that you learned something from. Those are basically the three categories of videos, uh, of stories that kind of have high traction value online. It inspires us, it makes us laugh, laugh, or we're learning something. So think about your story. If you have any questions, comments that you'd like to follow up on, uh, please contact us at any time at events at entertainingworldofwine.com. If you are producing events this season and you would like us to be involved, oh, I would love to do that. I love the industry in British Columbia and Canada. The wine industry has so many hard, industrious, working owners and operators who are producing incredible quality 
uh, wine, and I love wine, and I love the social aspect of wine, and how it brings people together, and I would love to be able to help you tell your story in a better, in a brighter, in a more effective and intentional way that's going to support you so that you can uh, keep doing what you're doing, because I love to drink what you do. (laughs) So... Contact us at any time. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day. Hang in there. I know it's a busy season, but um, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Until then.